Bibles today. Ooh, get the paper Bible right there. Ooh, that one's nice. I like that color. Blue's always good. Blue's one of my favorites. What color is yours, Danny? Salmon? Salmon. That's awesome. Amazing. No, amazing, amazing. So awesome. Where, where are my electronic Bible people at? We got some electronic Bibles in the house? Good, good, good. All right. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 is where we'll start. And before we start, I got to tell you something funny that happened. Now, my, my son is awesome, and, and he plays hockey. He's, he's eight years old. He had a, he's, he has a tournament this weekend, and he's doing really well, and it's awesome. And, but last week, I was at practice. And we were getting, getting to where they're about to scrimmage, like the end of practice. You know, like that's where the kids get the most excited, right? The fun stuff, right? They did all the drills. They did all the stuff. And, and we're getting ready to scrimmage and do the fun stuff. And, and I look out there, and I'm like, where did he go? I can't find him on the ice anywhere. I'm looking for his little red socks, and I just can't find him. I'm looking out, and I'm, I finally, like, I see him getting off the ice. And I'm like, what is he doing? So I, I get out, and I run over there. I'm like, Noah, Noah, what are you doing? He's like, we're done. I'm like, what do you mean you're done? He said, they said, go to the locker room. I'm like, no, look at everyone else is still out there. They're about to start playing. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, <laughs> and he starts going back to play. And I was just like, you ever have that moment where you're like, ooh, like, like just like a basket case, you know, like what just happened? You know, like it totally made me think, hey, who's a Jeff Dunham fan? Do we have Jeff Dunham fans here, right? I, 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 love, I love the character Peanut, right? That, that guy's like, meow. Right, right. I'm like sitting there thinking, like, bro, like, right. And, and or do I have any uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fans? Right, anybody? Right. Or maybe they're more like Drax. You know, it's like he's like, nothing goes over my head. I have outstanding reflexes. I would catch it. Right, right. You know, some of you are like that. No. But tell your neighbor today's message is titled "Basket Case." Basket case. Basket case, right? And uh, um, if you'd like, you can join us on the on the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app. Go into the More button, click Events and Livingstone's Church, and all the notes are there for you, um, which is awesome. You can take notes in there too. Um, but I was just thinking about like basket case, and and we're actually going to start a series called Basket Case. Are you ready for that? Uh, that just sounded so much fun to me when when God brought that up. I was like, hmm, you know what? That's going to be a fun one. I'm going to have good good time with that. And I looked it up in in Webster's uh, Miriam Webster's Dictionary dot uh, com, and you know what it means to be a basket case? Are you ready? A person who is functionally incapacitated by extreme nervousness, emotional distress. Mental or physical overwork. Can anybody relate to being a basket case? Come on, right? Like, just look at your neighbor and be like, you are a beautiful basket case. Right? Because we all are, in some form or fashion, just a, a beautiful basket case. Let's get into the Bible. Father God, I just thank you this morning for your word. God, that just, it, it speaks to us. It gives us life. It gives us purpose. And so, Lord, as we open up your word this morning, we, we give you permission to speak to the, the deepest, darkest parts of our heart. Father, work on this basket case in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 4, verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. Look to your neighbor. Say, you're the light. You're the light. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Verse 15, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. 
Kelsey, can you give me that piece? I, I forgot my basket this morning. And uh, uh, my, my wonderful mother-in-law and father-in-law who are not online because they are here in person. Come on, so awesome. Um, I'm excited they're here, but they brought me my basket because I'm a basket case. And uh, so we work through these things, right? Well, I was thinking about this basket case series. And this series is going to be about the things that hide the light. Because you know what? We live in a dark world. Does anybody agree with that? Right? I don't know if you're looking at the same Facebook feed, the same, same uh, Instagram, or just you're still watching the news, right? I mean, it's pretty much one of the darkest times that I've seen. Are you with me? Like, it, it does, you go through your feed, and you're like, oh, I just want to find, oh, oh, good, uh, something, about, something about Sunday Grace is on here. I don't have to look at another political thing for a minute, right? That's, that's this new baby that's going to be joining us in the next few weeks. I'm so excited, but God's going to do that. But, uh, you know, you're looking for just something for encouragement and, and something that will make you feel good, and something just to say you can keep going and make it, right? You're looking for a light, a light in the dark place. And is anybody excited I can walk around? Like, I'm excited. Some of you are like, hey, you're, you're walking. It's so good. Chelsea's like, you should have probably put your knee brace on anyways. And I'm like, no. You're like, I want, I don't. Anybody like, you're like me. You're stubborn. We have stubborn people in this church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got some stubborn people in this church. No, no, you're, you're stubbornly not stubborn, right? That's right. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I just thought, oh, was, she, as soon as we pulled up, I started pulling all the carts out of the, out of the trailer. And Chelsea's like, I'm giving you the look. I'm like, I know what look you're giving me. I'm busy. You know, come on, right? But, oh, it's, we, we live in this dark world, and <sighs> there's so much that you could bring up when you start talk, talking about dark world. And um, I don't know about you, but I, I find myself pretty pretty bummed out a lot. Do you, is, that, is that a consensus? Like, you're looking at all the stuff going on, you're pretty bummed out? It, it seems like you're either bummed out or you're fired up, like, angry, uh, about something. Are you with me? Like, and so I know that a lot of us can sit in that place, but who needs some light in this dark world? I need some light in this dark world. You know what? We were, uh, we were up in uh, the mountains uh, last week, right before Pastor Jeff came to preach. Wasn't that awesome? Pastor Jeff was amazing. I just loved it. Um, it's such a good word. There, people already left to find a new church, you know, so it's perfect. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know it's a three-day weekend. We're all camping, and it's fine. Um, you'll be watching this online later. Yes, I'm talking to you, and I love you. Um, I'm glad you're watching online on Monday, fired up. But um, anyways, we, we went up to the mountains, and... Uh, we took Noah out uh, out on the deck, and, and uh, we turned off the, the deck lights so that we could see all the stars. And, and we're like, buddy, isn't it crazy how many stars there are up here? And she's, he's like, yeah. And I said, why do you think that is? And he said the cutest thing I ever heard. He says, well, since we're up on a mountain, it's probably because we're closer to them and we could see more of them. I was like, well, that, that makes sense. But um, the real reason is because there's not a bunch of street lights and all these other things, and you can see the, you can see the stars. But you know what? The darker it gets, the, the brighter the stars shine. The darker it gets, the brighter the light shines. And so I think about this dark world, and that's our first point this morning. The darker it gets, the brighter we shine. Are you with me? Because the light that God put inside of you is supposed to come out. Are you, are you with me today? Because God wants to get his light out into the world. And you know what? A lot of us are going through the world just like this. We all got baskets. All kinds of baskets just trying to trying to peek through the basket, see the light. Are you with me? Right? Like, what's going on out there? Like, I just got to, you know what? I've got my own insecurities, my own stuff. Uh, you know what? Leave me alone. I'm just trying to get through COVID. 
two weeks to slow the spread. Come on, somebody, right? You know, are you with me? And we're all a bunch of basket cases. But the darker the world gets, the brighter we shine. The darker the world gets, the brighter we shine. Genesis 1, I like going all the way back to the beginning. Are you with me? Genesis 1, verse 3 says, Then God said, Ooh, I love when God says, watch out. Let there be light. And there was light, verse 4. And God saw the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness, verse 5. He called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day of creation. You know what? I love the way that God created light. He created it to be separate from darkness immediately. You know what? That's what I love about that is that when the light shows up, the darkness can't stay. Are you with me? Come on. When the light shows up, the darkness can't stay. Oh, it, it immediately moves away as they just, they don't mix well. They don't mix well. The darkness and the light don't mix well. Oh my goodness. But how many of us have created our own form of darkness so that we don't have to be the light? Hello. Hello. JP, I can see you if you're here. It's awesome. Love you, buddy. Come on. <sighs> we create our own darkness so that we don't have to be the light at times. Come on. When the light comes in, darkness can't help but be moved out of the way. John 1 verse 4 says, The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. Verse 5, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Listen, guys. It's time to be a light in a dark place. Now listen, I know it's more comfortable to put a basket over our head, pretend like things aren't happening, and not have to worry about, you know, I'm not getting involved, I'm not doing these things, uh, uh, you know, I just, I just want to keep to myself. And Can I tell you something, that there's a light inside of you that God wants to get out and shine on other people? There's people that need hope in this world, and they're yelling, and they're angry, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. But when we sit by, and we sit back, and we don't love, and we don't spread the light, the darkness just sits there and laughs. Are you with me? But I'm telling you right now, God created light in a way that darkness can't stay. Are you with me? Anybody with me today? Are you excited to be the light? Are you sure? Tell the person next to you, you better be excited. Tell the other person, like, no, notify your face that you're excited. Pastor's not sure. <laughs> Are you with me? Come on. Come on. It's time to get excited. There is something inside of you that will give life to the person next to you. Did you know that? Now I'll tell you, when you're going through hell, when you're going through all kinds of junk, it's hard to see the light, isn't it? All you're focusing on is all the problems, all the difficulties. I'll be honest with you, this last month with, with all the people who ended up getting COVID and my best friend dying, it was just like all these things where I was just sitting in this dark place and I couldn't see the light. Are you with me? Anybody have moments like that? But in it, as, and, and probably one of the darkest moments I got to this last week, God reminded me to keep my eyes on him. Because you know what happens is, just like Peter walking on the water, as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. You know, for each and every one of us, the minute we take our eyes off of the king, the minute we take our eyes off of Jesus, everything around us starts to sink. Our relationships start to sink. The, our belief in where we're going and what we're doing starts to, starts to subside. But can I tell you something today? Uh, if, if, if you don't pay attention, you know, I almost wish people stopped looking at each other. 
Stop looking at each other. Don't do it. Just look to Jesus right now. When, when people get on your case and they start getting on your nerves and they start messing with you, you should be so focused on Jesus it irritates the crud out of them. Hey, you can't hear me? I'm trying to get in your face right now. Hey, I'm focused on Jesus right now. I'm focused on the light. I, I don't have, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not focusing on the stuff to the left and to the right. I'm focused on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Are you with me? You want to know why people have hope? It's because they're not spending so much time quabbling about everything else around them. And we start focusing on Jesus. Then we start to remember, why, what, why is communion so important? You know, sometimes I, I got asked, like, hey, how often do we do, do communion? We do it once a month. We do it the first Sunday of every month. Now, that can sound religious. That can sound like it has no point, right? I've gone to churches where it seemed like, you know, oh, this is just what we do. We, we eat some bread and we drink some wine and this is, you know, this is it. And it, it's communion. And, you know, we do it once a month. It's just how, can I tell you something, though? It's supposed to reset your heart and reset your mind back to Jesus. If you take that moment and go, oh, my gosh, the blood. Oh, my gosh, his body that was pierced for me. All of a sudden, I'm not thinking about the person I have a problem with anymore. I'm reminded that I'm a sinner saved by grace and that Jesus loves me. Are you with me? And then all of a sudden, when I'm focused on that, and I, and I look to my brothers and my sisters, I look to people next to me. Does anybody remember when they were younger, when they first gave their life to Jesus, and they were so excited, and you just want to tell everybody, do you know Jesus? You need to know Jesus. And they just get excited, and people be like, dude, you're crazy. Stop it. And then we get older, and we get used to this Christian thing, you know? Christian, yeah, right? You don't go to church, and you serve, and you help, and we lost the fire. You lose the fire when you take your eyes off of the king. When we step back into that place where, where when so many people are trying to take you down, I loved what Pastor Jeff shared last week and as they're trying to, trying to get him off of, off of building the wall and he's sitting there just fighting them off. Right? He's got the, the hammer in one hand and the sword in the other. He's fighting them off because he's focused on what God called him to build. Are you with me? And are we focused the same way? That's my question today. Can we stay focused with Jesus, focused on the king? Because all of a sudden the circumstances begin to not matter when you know that the king set your next step and your next step and your next step and your next step and your next step. Oh, somebody doesn't agree with how you did the something and then you take your next step. Are you with me? And, and, and you're fighting through it and you're trying to figure it out and you just take your next step because you're so focused on the light. All those dark things have to flee. Are you with me? Come on, somebody today. Is this, is this a word for you? Here's, here's point number two. The light in me makes darkness flee. The light in me makes darkness flee. Now, I have to ask you, and we can ask ourselves, don't raise your hand, don't look around, okay? You'll give away stuff that you don't want to give away. If darkness is attracted to you, what do you think is in you? Are you the person that somebody goes to when there's something to gossip about? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If the darkness is attracted to you, something's missing. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on, it's just time to get real today. Are you with me? Because if, if I'm, a, I'm attracting these things, it's because I, I lost track of the light. Are you with me? And any, hey, this can happen to anybody. A pastor? Yeah, yeah. I was so, I was so consumed by darkness the last month, I couldn't see the light for anything. Can I tell you? I was just, it was the hardest thing. I, I know I've shared with, with some of you with my, my struggles with suicidal thoughts and things like that. It got really, really bad last week. Really bad. 
I like being real because I think it's important. Now, I'm, I'm not here to put out my dirty laundry like you guys all have to feel bad for me. That's not the point. The point of, of sharing and being honest and being real is because then maybe you might be honest and real with yourself. Are you with me? My, my bride was so scared for me. She said, can I, can I ask for your keys to your gun cabinet? That's where you know it starts to feel real. I gave her the keys to my gun cabinet. She gave my, my keys to Pastor Keith and Pastor AJ. And I told her I would never do that. But she was seeing me in a dark place. When the darkness is attracted to you, it's because you've last, lost track of the light. Oh, man, I was getting beat up from every different direction. And I got so frustrated. And I just said, oh, I just wish that everybody would keep their eyes on Jesus. And I got so frustrated. And you know what? The next morning, you know what Jesus said to me? Where are your eyes, buddy? You're not focused on me. That's why you're so depressed. If you were focused on me, you wouldn't be thinking about that. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? It's when we lose track of the light that darkness starts to come in. It creeps in. Darkness happens when light is missing. Automatically. If I asked the team to turn the lights off right now, automatically it would be dark except the lights behind me. Automatically. just happens. When light's not there, darkness is instead. Are you with me? But the light in me makes darkness flee. You know, all of a sudden, when, when I can keep my focus so ingrained on Jesus, then all of a sudden I can share the light with somebody else. There's more than enough. Oh, you know, I, I, I can't empty my, my water bottle and, and just like get some light and stick it in there, can I? No, it's, there's more than enough. There's more than enough. There's more than enough hope. Are you with me? There's more than enough hope for your future. There's more than enough hope for your family. There's more than enough hope for that baby. Come on. There's more than enough hope. I'm waiting for it. This generation needs this one. Come on. This generation needs you. This generation needs you. The United States of America needs you. This great nation will not be great 20 years from now if you don't take the baskets off and shine the light of Jesus. Are you with me? If you love this nation, if you love the people around you, take the basket off. It's vulnerable. It's scary. Come on, ladies, if, if, uh, if somebody knocks on the door and you haven't put your makeup on yet, oh, you felt it, didn't you? You're like, ooh, that's like the worst feeling ever. Right? Come on. I, I've, my bride, well, she, she's never gone up the stairs so fast in her life. Are you with me? Sweats and pajamas on like, just booking it. Do not open that door. Are you with me? Listen, you're going to feel vulnerable. You're going to feel naked. You're going to feel like, like, oh no, what will they think if I took my basket off? If I took my bitterness off, then who am I? I've been bitter for so long. This is just how people know me. I'm just an angry person. That's just who I am. Like, if you don't like it, then get out. Come on, you've heard it, or you might have even said it. What will happen if you get rid of that basket? Let go of that bitterness. Let go of that need to be macho. Come on. You know what real strength is? Being able to be vulnerable. That's real strength. Vulnerability is real strength. Listen, the, the days of John Wayne are done. Why, I ought to, hey there, pilgrim. Right? I, I know as a, a kid, it's like you watch John Wayne, you're like, dude, that guy. Like, I just want to walk into a room and people, like, just hide behind a table because something's going to go down. Are you with me? 
It's gone. It's gone. Because when we have that facade to pretend like we got it all together, it's where we miss where all those strengths could have come out. Because that facade, that fakeness. But God's asking for our baskets so his light can shine. He's asking for them. He, he says so blatantly, like, what? Who would do this, right? You're the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. I almost hurt myself right there. I felt that one. You're the light of the world. A city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. Can't hide behind our masks anymore. Come on. That can have dual meanings. We can't hide behind our masks anymore. We can't hide behind our baskets anymore. You're the light of the world. You. Jesus says you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one, nobody, nobody lights a candle. Nobody lights a light and sticks it under a basket. It's useless. And you know what the enemy wants to tell you? Stay right there. Stay useless. Why does he want to do that? Because if you, if you knew the light that was in you, if you knew the power that was in you, it would jack up everything that he has planned. You want to set your family free? Come on, is anybody praying for a family member to accept Jesus? I want to tell you, you want to know how they're going to do it? And you get rid of your basket. Because when it starts to become real, and not just something you do, but who you are, come on. Church shouldn't be just something you do. Church isn't a place you go to. Church is who you are. Church is who you are. You are the light of the world. A city on a hilltop for everybody to see. God's intention is for everybody to see. Not how messed up you are, but how redeemed you are. Where you can say, when somebody says, Oh, but you, you're just a carpenter's son. You, you... I know you. I remember you when you stole those things, when you did that stuff. I remember how you, how you cheated on your girlfriend. I know who you are. I know you. No, you don't know me. That was a basket I used to wear. Come meet the real me. I'm the me that Jesus says that I am. I'm the me that Jesus died for. I'm the me that, that Jesus redeemed. Oh, you're right. All those things, I did them. Can I tell you something? I'm sorry. If I hurt you, I'm sorry. God paid for every sin, and I don't have to carry that anymore. My guess is you're carrying some stuff too, and I'm not going to accuse you, but I want to tell you that you're loved, and if you don't want to carry that anymore, you don't have to. If you're done wearing your basket, we can, we can both be free together today. Are you with me? If you're watching online, share this message on your Facebook or your social media right now because somebody needs to hear it. Somebody needs to hear it. This nation is under a basket. This nation is supposed to be the light of the world. And as a Marine, I can't tell you how much, how jacked up I feel inside seeing what's happening to our nation. And I know it's not the first time. But this nation is supposed to be the light of the world because we're a Christian nation. I know, that might upset people, but last time I looked at the money, it says, in God we trust. And I know they've been trying to get rid of that for years. But I'm afraid for the day that they do. Because when we stop trusting in God, when we lose all of the light, what do you think we're going to attract? More darkness. More messed up stuff. More broken families. 
The more we get rid of God in schools and workplaces and all those places, we see more and more darkness just get to go in. It automatically happens. You want to know why you're still at that job that you don't like? Because God needs a light in there. Because right now, if you leave, what will happen? Who's going to share the light then? Come on. When more Monday morning comes and you're the only one that's fired up, because you know the light is in you. You just got rid of your basket yesterday and you're going, oh my gosh, there's so much. I'm so excited. What, did you, did you win the football pool? What happened in your fantasy? Like, are you, are you, did you win? No, I want something bigger. Jesus, Jesus told me that, that there's more to my life. Jesus told me that everything that I've gone through is gonna help somebody. Come on. When the enemy told you that everything you've gone through is what disqualifies you. So you put another basket on. Hey, hey, remember that, that one time when you did that? Here, you might need this. You might need this. Because I know it's embarrassing, but people can see how messed up you are. And you, if you just put this, yeah. I've got to be honest, my, my Edmonton Oilers, for years and years and years, people would go to the games and put bags over their head because of how bad they were. It was an embarrassment to be an Oilers fan. Thank you, Connor McDavid, that I can get rid of my baskets. Are you with me? The enemy's just sitting there going, you need this. Oh, that person hurt you. You need this. If you do this, it'll comfort you. It'll make you feel better. And how many times have we gone like, yeah, that looks pretty good. That looks pretty good, you know. You know what? I feel, I feel a lot more comfortable now. Um, I feel like nobody can see me and nobody can judge me and nobody can think badly of me because I'm like, they can't see me, right? We see each other. It's so much easier to notice your neighbor's basket than your own, huh? Right? Like the Bible says, like, you, you, you can't help but somebody get a speck out of their eye when you have a plank in your own. But we don't even notice the plank in our own. We've gotten used to it. We don't even notice our own baskets, but we'll go, oh, oh, I love this message. I'm going to send this to my friend because they got baskets. We got baskets, guys. We got baskets. And I believe that this series is going to set some people free from the different baskets. I believe that my leadership team has baskets. I have baskets. We all have baskets. And I can't wait for you to see how jacked up all of us are. Because when you see how jacked up all of us are, you might believe that you can do it too. That you can believe in Jesus. That you can believe in hope. Are you with me? That you might be able to get rid of your basket too. When you start to find out, wait, that person that has self-image issues? Why? They're amazing. They're gorgeous. They're incredible people. Why would they have self-image? It's amazing. You start to find that the people that, that look good and smell good have just as many problems as you. Come on. Ah, oh, my goal for this series is to unveil this stuff from the enemy. Because if you're set free from what from these baskets, when you're set free from these things, man, the light will shine. What is it about that Temecula area? What is it about French Valley? Why are the people so happy? A city without baskets. Oh man, I can feel like the angels in heaven getting so excited at the idea of a city without baskets. Really? You sit on top of the hill and you really shine? Oh my gosh, you know how, you know how many people are going to be attracted to the light? They've been stuck in the darkness for so long. How do you feel this morning? Are you excited? 
Don't lose sight of Jesus. Don't lose sight of Jesus. Get back to your first love. Get back to Jesus. It's all about Him. It's not about the lights. It's not about the the nice instruments and the beautiful voices and the cushy chairs. It's about Him. When you're at home, worship Him. When you need when you need a breather, seek Him. Oh, oh, that's that's discipline. I don't know if I want that. Like that's discipline. I don't. Oh, read my Bible. Man, I'm so busy. I got so much going on. Read my Bible. Listen, reading your Bible feeds yourself. What happens if you don't eat? I had some people that were on COVID and couldn't eat, right? I wish Pastor Pastor Keith was here. That dude lost 30 pounds on COVID because he couldn't eat. 30 pounds. I'm like, dude, how do I sign up for this diet? Like, I got like 70. You think it'll work for me? No, I'm just kidding. Come on, sing it, girl. In the middle of all this craziness, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. Matthew 6.33. Live that out every day. When you wake up, seek first the kingdom. When you get to work and you're late, and you didn't mean to be late, it was the guy in front of you that made you late. Seek first the kingdom. When you get home and it's not the beautiful, like, house that you thought it would be when you got home, seek first the kingdom. When your spouse gets on you about what you didn't do, seek first the kingdom. When your kids get an attitude, seek first the kingdom. It's amazing that so many of our problems come from taking our eyes off of Him. If I focused on Him when my kids jacked up, would I raise my voice the same way? Or was I so focused down on what they did? Come on. I'm preaching to myself today. Lord Jesus, you love them so much. Their confusion is not because of what's happening to them. It's because of where they're not looking. My confusion is not because of what happened to me. It's because of where I took my eyes off of. I took my eyes off of the one, the light. Woo. Is this your message this morning? Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for your people. Lord, I thank you that this message is going to go all over the world. That people can know they can get rid of their baskets. They don't have to carry that stuff anymore. That we don't have to hate each other that we can love each other and be different. Lord, let us be a nation that celebrates our differences again, that loves one another to life. If you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, this is your moment. Jesus just, he burns baskets, man. He'll take every basket from you. He won't blame you for the basket you've been wearing. He'll say, I already died for that one too. And that one, and that one, and that one, and that one. So if you're here this morning, you're like, man, I don't even know who I am now. If I got rid of all my baskets, who would I be? And that's where Jesus steps in. 
He says, I've known you since the moment you came into being. I know your purpose, I know who you are, and I know why I created you. Seek me and I'll show you. That's you this morning. You're like, I want that. With every head bowed and every eye closed, your focus is between you and Jesus. It's not even about me. It's not about the worship team. It's not about anything else. It's not about your grumbling stomach that needs lunch. It's about you and Jesus right now. If that's you here this morning, you're like, yes. You know what? I thought I gave my life to Jesus, but I never got rid of my baskets. I want that. If that's you here this morning, just raise your hand for me. I'm going to pray for you. Come on. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. One, two, three, four, five, six. Come on. <sighs> Something new is happening right now in this place. If you're watching online, if that's you, if you're watching on an interactive site, you can push the button that says raise my hand. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, comment, say that's me. Jesus sees you. He sees you on your living room couch right now with your hand raised going, that's me. I want that. I want a real relationship with Jesus. If that's you, this is your moment. For those of you that raised your hand and even those of you that wanted to or raised it an inch off of your lap because you didn't want anybody to see that it was you, listen, it's between you and him. Don't worry about the person next to you. Don't worry about the person watching. It's between you and him. He wants to set you free because you are beautiful and amazing. And if you saw it and the world saw it, it would change the world. So for those of you that raise your hands and those of you that have that place in your heart, I want you to pray something like this. Saying, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. I give you every basket. I'm tired of being a basket case. God, I want to see the fullness that you have for my life. I know I'm afraid of it, but I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I trust that you made me with a purpose. I trust that you made me beautiful. And God, I, I ask that you forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for all the junk I've been carrying around, for all the mistakes I've made. And Lord, I'm sorry for making that my identity. Today, Jesus, I make you my identity. I give my life to you. I ask that you'd come and change me from the inside out. Help me get rid of the facades. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, Jesus, for speaking to me. Thank you, Lord, that you love me. And I give my life to you today with all of my heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout. Lift up a shout. Come on. He's worthy. He's worthy. As we worship, I want to invite you to come up to the front. I want you to invite you to come up right here and let down some baskets. Where you're at in your spirit, it, sometimes you got to step out of where you were to step into who God called you to be. And so have, have some guts as we start into this worship song. I want you to come up here and just give it to the Lord. Let go. Say, God, take every basket. Take every basket. Amen? Let's worship together. Come on, stand to your feet.
your hands to heaven in this place. Father God, we just let go of every basket. We let go of every hindrance. We let go of every fear. We know that when, when we take the basket off, we'll be exposed. The light will shine and people will see us. That makes us nervous, but God, we trust you. We trust you that you'll get us through. We trust you that you'll use it for your glory. We trust you, Lord. And as we remove the baskets and we shine your light of love, that we can see a city transformed. And then that city can see a state transformed. And that state can see a nation transformed. And that nation can see a world transformed. Your word says that they will know us by our love. Father God, we get rid of baskets so that your love can shine. janitor generously so they'll clean them up don't worry about it you don't need to take them with you it'll get cleaned up when you're gone he's the king of glory he gets the glory for your life let it shine let it shine let it shine and the minute you realize that you had a you took a basket with you throw it out the window of your car as you're driving home if another one sneaks up on you, somebody threw a basket on you, no, in the name of Jesus, bitterness will not set in, anger will not set in, no, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord who set us free, praise the Lord who likes to look upon our face, doesn't want to see another basket. restoration of childlike faith. I pray that you can believe like a child again. Believe in the wonder of God. Where you're looking for Him everywhere. You're looking for Him in the clouds. You're looking for Him in the, in the flowers. You're looking for Him in music. You're looking for Him. 
from everywhere. Where are you, God? Show me yourself again. Show me. I bless you with childlike faith today. You've been beat down by the world, but God's going to protect you right now. He's going to put his, his, his wing over you. You're not going to get hit with the stuff anymore. Don't be afraid. You can have childlike faith again. You can believe in a father again. There's some earthly fathers in, that have affected your lives here today. And they never apologize. And I just want, as a father, I want to apologize on behalf of your father, on behalf of your dad. And just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for treating you that way. You didn't deserve that. I hope that you can forgive me for hurting you and lashing out. You were just a kid. You never deserved to be treated like that. And I'm sorry. I think there's people in here where your father is no longer on this earth and never even would have gotten the chance to say that. But I just believe that Jesus wanted you to know that I'm sorry that those things happened to you. not worthless. You were not an accident. You were not an accident. Stop thinking it. Stop saying it. You were not an accident. God knows what he's doing. Some of us think like, why did God take the breath from that person? That person was amazing. He should have taken my breath instead. God knows what he's doing. He still has breath in your lungs because there's still purpose in your life. He's going to use you to do great and mighty things for his kingdom. And I set you free from that worthlessness right now. You don't have to carry that anymore.